Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. This is the second hour of Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer joining you from Los Angeles. The Oilers and the Kings tonight. That's an 8.30 Mountain Standard Time puck drop. Cam Moon, myself, Rob Brown, Reed Wilkins, the Oilers Radio Network. Uh, Jack and Louie and Gene will have the call for you on the Sportsnet side. Uh, we'll tell you that Oilers Now is brought to you by Digitex. Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. You can reach us at any time on the River Creek Resort Casino Hotline, 780-496-0063. The River Creek Resort Casino Excitement. Bet on it. And you can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Get the new floors you've always wanted. And you are texting, especially with Mark Spector being on the show today. Uh, you can get the new floors you wanted with Ashley Fine Floors, 140. 43rd Street, 111th Avenue. I'm available. Bob underscore Stoffer. Brendan Escott's at Brendan with two E's. Escott with two T's. Oilers Now. At Oilers Now is our uh, show Twitter account. Mark Spector's at Sportsnet Spec. We'll tell you, Japanese Village open to serve you at any one of their five Edmonton and area locations featuring Japanese A5 Wagyu. Visit jvedmonton.ca. Uh, just before we re-engage Mark Spector, I want to read uh, a couple texts. This one comes in saying, Elephant in the room, Bob. But we all want to know what 97 had to say to Mark Spector. I know he won't answer, but you have to ask. Okay. And this text comes in from Penticton Oilers fan. Bob, I do agree with you that the Oilers look different. I worry the way some people react to Mark Spector's ideas. It's almost like what's happening in politics is starting to happen in sports a bit too much. We tend to attack that which is different. While I do not often, while I do not often agree with Mark, he often brings up ideas that make you think. It's not his job. is that not his job? Longtime Oilers fan living in Penticton. So, Mark, as we uh, head off to the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline, Mark Spector, just to reestablish, at no point are you going to shed uh, any insight as to your conversation with uh, Connor McDavid, and that is your prerogative. No, no, I talked to him last show. Uh, you know, I wrote a piece with a little bit of criticism of Connor McDavid in it. And he wanted to talk to me about it, and we had a nice long conversation, and he talked, and I talked, and nobody yelled, and nobody punched. And uh, when it was over, we looked each other in the eye and said, okay, well, a little bit of communication is a good thing, and away we went. There's very little to it, Paul. Uh, there was no, you know, it wasn't anything I haven't done. Uh, oh, boy, for Taylor Hall to... You know, Sam Gagne to 
you know, you name it, man. Boris Mironov, Andre Kovalenko, all those guys got those conversations. Bob, you know. Well, that. a little bit different range in the players. Uh, there was a really interesting, yeah, really interesting, actually, piece written by Kurt Levins on the Cult of Hockey website uh, about a perspective just saying, you know, the, the counter uh, argument to, you know, mentioning McDavid Drysettle a nurse is where would the orders be without McDavid Drysettle a nurse? And, uh, and I would tell you, Mark, I don't believe they'd have Zach Hyman without Connor McDavid here. I'm not convinced they'd have Evander Kane. I realize oh, not everybody likes, likes Kane, but I think those guys do help attract uh, players. But that's, that's, but again, you're entitled to your opinion. And so, uh, I, I'm actually going to switch focus. Um, and it has to do with happen, what happened yesterday with Calgary getting Tyler to Foley. Uh-huh. Uh, and now, and now Cervelli mentioning that Vegas is possibly looking at circling back to Flurry if Laner is out for a while. Uh, that would also take, that would also take maybe Flurry out of the mix in Colorado, who could be Vegas's main rival. Are the Edmonton Oilers in an arms race against Vegas and Calgary in particular. Remember, I'm the guy that guaranteed the bounce back in Calgary this year, all off season. You know that. I, there was no way Markstrom 904 save percentage, too good of a goalie. Uh-huh. He's at 926 right now. Um, are the Oilers in an arm race with with uh, Calgary and Vegas, or conversely, is right now about Edmonton finding their game? Well, I don't know if you can be in an arms race when you're everybody's capped out you know like i get what you're saying like i don't know if our maybe arms race isn't the right word like i guess i would ask you bob how are the orders supposed to fit anything into their cap here unless they start to knock wood get a bunch of expensive players getting injured you know they can make the odd little pickup here at the deadline but they're not bringing in it would take a hell of a thing to bring in mark andre Fleury here <laughs> wouldn't it Oh yeah, I mean, uh, they'd have to get creative. There's, yeah, I mean, they'd have to get very creative. The only like way they get Flurry is with Koskinen going back the other way. You know that. That's got to be minimum uh, of the template. Yeah, and Calgary gave up a first for Toffoli. You know, but he's uh, got term him. left, Mark. He's a good player, and he's got term left. I love. I'm not saying it's a bad trade, but I am saying that. If Edmonton wants to compete you know, when we talk about an arms race, okay, then are you willing to do what the other guys are doing? Obviously, I know Ken Holland is willing to give up a first in the right deal with a guy with a little bit of term. Yeah. I love the Toffoli deal for Calgary. Listen, Calgary's got a very good team. And and what you know what I like about Calgary is they're, they've been playing playoff hockey here for a good portion of the season. They're a very hard team to play against. They're very hard to score against. You know, they can beat you in a 2-1 game if they have to. Uh, they've got the best goaltending of, you know, I think they got the best goalie in the Pacific at this point. Uh, you know, I think the one the one very easy to read statistic that tells me something is, you know, having got their first shot out of the season last night, Calgary has 10 and to yeah. me, that's not all about goaltending, right? It's not all about goaltending. It's about how your team plays. Yeah, no, there's like this. I was surprised there was the amount of pushback this summer on the Flames as there was. Like, I know the show's called Oilers now, but it doesn't, like, in a perfect world for, frankly, for those of us that care about hockey in Western Canada, the Oilers, Flames, and Vancouver would finish one, two, three in that order in the Pacific Division. Like, it'd be great. 
right? And I was hoping that Vancouver, and, and, and you talk about the proverbial dead cut bounce. Here's where I mentioned under, uh, Gabby, under Bruce Boudreau, that the Canucks started 8 0 1, and Thatcher Demko had a 9.55 save percentage in his, uh, in seven of those starts. Now they've come okay. back down to earth a little bit since, and they got a lot of ground to make up, but, um, I just, I looked at Calgary, Mark, and I'm like, all right, Sutter's going in there. They got a definitive style. Everybody gets a definitive role with him. They've won two Stanley Cups in Los Angeles. The guy knows how to win, and he knows how to suck scoring chances away. He's like a vulture. Like, you don't get anything against him. And now, ironically, the Oilers are 2-0 against the Flames this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, but I, I just, it's interesting them getting to Foley, and that's, I mean, it's a, it's a good pick. You know what? I'll say it right now, Mark. Have you thought about the fact that that's actually a trade that does have long-term ramifications? Because maybe, I mean, they got to get both good rows of UFA and Kachuk RFA re-signed. Maybe they know they're not going to get good road done, and that's why they stepped up and got to Foley. Well, that's fair, right? That's fair. They, they've... You know, they've got some issues coming up here in the off season. Um, that, you know, listen, for, it's kind of ironic. For year, for the last while, Goodrill's been available via trade over the last couple of years. Uh, Trail Living never found a deal in Calgary that he liked. He never made the trade. Uh, a lot of people thought, in fact, some of my colleagues in Calgary thought, the worst thing that happened that's going to happen to Goodrow is Daryl Sutter's going to come in here because he's not going to put up with the way Goodrow has played through his career. Well, isn't it funny? Goodrow, you know, maybe maybe uh, Daryl's been the best thing that ever happened to Goodrow <laughs> because Goodrow, by all accounts this year, has become way more competitive and is playing way, you know, I know he's a small guy, but he's playing harder, he's battling harder, he's going into the places that I've watched his whole career, you know, whenever they played Edmonton, he became more of a perimeter guy because those games got tough. And uh, I've watched him a little bit this year, not as much as the guys in Calgary, but you know what? Daryl Sutter's the best thing that happened to Goodrow. A lot of guys are saying that now. Goodrow is certainly producing, unlike he's produced in a long time, so give both people credit there. And you know, I'm. I, listen, Bob. A lot of the guys in Calgary thought that the Flames wouldn't be any good this year. I know that you said they'd be good, and you're right. They are good. Uh, and if I'm Edmonton, I got two months to figure out how to beat the Flames. And if we all get real lucky, one of them will be second, and one of them will be third. We'll get a battle of Alberta in the first round. But I'm here to tell you, it may, in May, it's, it might be a series that Edmonton could win. If it started tomorrow. It wouldn't be a long series. Well, they play March seventh in Calgary. All right, and uh, two left in Calgary, don't they? I think they got two left there. Yeah, the, the orders have won the two here. I, I it, it's got to be stated, Mark. They have, in my opinion, the most dominant line in the league. Um, Lindholm is a great two-way center. The, mm-hmm. Brad Tree Living destroyed the, the Carolina Hurricanes. Are a well-run organization. He destroyed the Carolina Hurricanes on the Dougie Hamilton trade. And I know the analytics guys love Dougie Hamilton, but Furland and Hamilton went from Calgary to Carolina, and Carolina uh, sent uh, Elias Lindholm along with Noah Hannafin to Calgary. Okay? Not close. And Lindholm is plus 34 right now and is a strong two-way center. Kachuk is plus 30. And a pain in the ass who now will fight. He didn't fight a lot early in his career. And he's, he's a really good he's, player. He's a great, he's 
He's a great player. And Goodrow's having, and Goodrow's had a 100 point season in this league spec. So he's, he has had good years, but he's never been plus 36. You know, like he got, he had a 99 point season back in 1819. Now they did have a big year that year too. Let's not forget that. They went 50, 25, and 7 that year as well. Uh, but they lost this. The first round, didn't they, to Colorado? Yeah, but this is, this is a different, like their top line is as good as it, as complete of any top line in the league. Yeah. And the goalie was the bet of all time to bounce back. There's no, like he'd gone 912 to 918, you know, pulling pucks that should have been in the net, out of the net because Vancouver gave up a lot of odd man breaks and that sort of thing. That's why Edmonton was in uh, deep on him. And the guy's at 926 and he's 20, 10 and 5 with eight shutouts. Even, even Vladar's got, or Vladar's got two shutouts this year. Tanev is a, is a solid defensive defenseman that they got from the Canucks. Uh, and then this year, Shellington's emerged as well. Like, Calgary's going to yeah. be tough to beat. That said, Connor McDavid's played his best games against Calgary. So it's it's going to be fun. Well, it's going to take a whole team to beat that club, right? They're, uh, yeah. you know, they are. They're running four lines deep now. And their fourth line is an identifiable, big, strong fourth <laughs> line, right? Lewis is on one side. Lucic is on the other. Who's center on that line now? At times, Richardson, I think right now I got, uh, is it Rizichka that's up centering yeah, that fourth Rizichka, line? Rizichka, who's a big, strong, young Czech player. And my point is, when I think of a fourth line, I think of those kind of guys. We can talk all day about Lucic is making, you know, six million bucks to be a fourth line winger, blah, blah, blah. It uh, doesn't matter. I'm not paying them. Uh, they, they have a very well-rounded team. And you know what? To me, it's, it's actually it's a good thing, Bob, from an Edmonton perspective, because here's the Oilers. They've gone through a tough, you know, whatever it was, middle third of their season, let's call it, and they're starting to put their game back together, and there's a ton of time left. What do you got left, Bob? 36 games, I think? Uh, yeah, something like that. So 36 games left. All kinds of time to make up. They're five points behind Calgary. Five points is nothing in that situation. They've got at least two left with them. So my point is this. If I'm an Oilers fan, I'm looking at the Flames. I'm watching them play. I'm saying this is a team we're quite likely or quite possibly going to have to beat in the first round. i got to figure out how to beat this team. If you can figure out how to beat a team that's as complete and well-built and, and large and, and effective as the Calgary Flames, well, I can think of a lot of teams you're going to beat, Bob. So if you, yeah. to me, keep them in your sights. Well, the one guy we didn't mention, they got to re-sign Majapani. He's restricted free agent as well. So you got to figure they got to chuck in Uh He's in and Shillington on defense, who Brad Pascal has loved for years. And he would know. It's like Keith Kretzky. Like, Keith Kretzky knows. Like, right now, if you're betting long-term on the Oilers uh, on left side, Niemelainen's moved ahead of Sam Arukov. And oh, Nibelina yeah. might be here the soonest, and then Broberg's, and Broberg's coming. So, uh, yeah. And Broberg will play, there's no question. Mark, I want to ask you one final thing about Arizona. Did you see the video of what the Coyotes sent out for their new building? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, it looks like, uh, looks like the practice rink in some buildings, Bob. <laughs> it's a nice rink. Like, it's a really nice call of drink. Is it any better than the rink out in Camrose? Yeah, I don't. I mean, newer. <laughs> you know, is it nicer than the rink that that the Kamloops Blazers are playing in, or that nice rink they built Kelowna? I'm not sure that it's any nice. In fact, it's smaller. Yeah, you know, it's smaller. So, hey, listen, it's 
Like, first of all, it's going to be really fun to watch a game, an NHL game in there because you're going to be so close. Yeah, but to the Mark, action, how, but... like, they're already how much money have they pulled out of revenue? Sh- like, basically, oh, the, the the season ticket holders in normal times, like when we have full fans at games, this the the, re- the season ticket holders of revenue generating teams like at you know Toronto makes three and a half million bucks off a home game. Montreal, I think Elliot Friedman put this out. Edmonton and Montreal are around two point three million. What what's Arizona going to make per home game with that gate? Like the the fans in Edmonton, Montreal, and Toronto are paying, so Arizona's still in, and before. And I don't want to hear oh, Canadian assistance program. The Canadian team's got three million a year, two thousand to two thousand four. They're not getting twenty to twenty five million dollars a year for fifteen plus years, Mark. Well, well, Bob, I would say this too. Gary Bettman works for. Daryl Cates and 31 other owners, right? They don't work for him. You know, if Daryl Cates doesn't want to send that money down that way, you should get in the horn to Gary Bevan and say, what the hell are you doing in Phoenix? And so I don't know what Daryl I don't know what Daryl Cates is thinking. And even if I did, I'd never tell you. So, That's but what funny, I will but my tell point you is, Bettman doesn't work. Bettman works for the owners. The owners have got to direct Gary Bettman away from this dream in Phoenix. Or stop complaining, one of the two. Yeah. Yeah. I just it doesn't it's, work financially. It, Anybody knows, Bob, it's a joke financially. There's, you don't need to be a, an economist to see that that rink is not going to generate any revenue. This it's just ridiculous. Yeah, it's it's brutal. All right, Mark, uh, what are you watching for tonight when the Oilers play the Kings? Final word. Well, I'll tell you what, I wanna see I wanna see a defensive game the way they played against San Jose. Like here's your advantage. L.A. hasn't played for 13 days either. And somebody said this just the other night. I forget who it was. It's a ceremony night in L.A. And and there's a theory out there to bet against the home team on every ceremony night, Bob. It's Drew Doughty's 1,000th game. So there's a couple of advantages, inherent advantages for Edmonton. Yeah, they're on the second of a back-to-back, but Woodcross spaced out his ice time pretty well. I think they're ready to play. So I want to say this to you. Keep the Kings below two, you're going to win. Keep the Kings below three, you're going to win. That, to me, is the most important part of the seven team right now. Mark, uh, we'll talk Friday. Thanks for your time. Actually, you'll be with Brendan Friday. I'll be in the air flying in Winnipeg. Okay? There you so, go. Thanks for joining us. All right. See you, Bob. That is Sportsnet Spec, Mark Spector for the horses and horse racing Alberta. The 7,000 men and women uh, employed in the horse racing and breeding industry. A reminder, standard bed racing live uh, on Century Down in Calgary. And you can watch and wager online at hbibet.com. 123 in Edmonton. And when we come back here on Oilers Now, we... This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little... Or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. 
Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. We'll get to our prospects report for Scott Arthur Millward. Bob Stoffer, Brendan S. Scott with you on Orders Now. Ryan Nugent Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Ched. I remember when Ryan Nugent Hopkins was in his rookie season, and he'd never been to California when we flew down here in 2011. Uh, Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you on Oilers Now. And it is currently... 127 in Edmonton. The Oilers and the LA Kings tonight, second of a back-to-back. The Oilers 2-0 under Jay Woodcroft. Edmonton's up to a 576 winning percentage. Uh, two seasons ago in 1925 winning percentage on the balance of the year. Let's go to the Oilers now. Prospect report. It's brought to you by Scott Arthur Millwork. Custom cabinetry, luxury closets, exceptional millwork. Visit scottarthurmillwork.com today. Here's Brendan Escott. Uh, again, we lead with Matt Vey Petrov, who's 65 points, are good for sixth overall in the Ontario Hockey League. He's on a six game point streak in North Bay. Ty Tulio dropped three points on Peterborough in a 6 3 win for his Oshawa Generals on Sunday night. He's also in the top 10 uh, in AHL scoring, or, or OHL scoring, excuse me. And he's got 56 points in 41 games. Xavier Borgo's 1.72 points per game are the most among Oilers prospects, but he's played a lot fewer games in the queue, just uh, 22 goals and 43 points in 25 games. Three straight scoreless games for Carter Savoy down at Denver. I'll mention too that Borgo's got a little bit of a tweak, so he's been out of the lineup for Schwinnigan over the course of this weekend. Call it a core issue. Uh, do not believe it's going to be long term. It is 128 in Edmonton. Jarrett Stoll is coming up. Our Oilers now headliner at 135 for Wilhock Beef Jerky. At this time, though, we'll head off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Oilers now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.